Hey, MFI family, I cannot tell you what a joy and honor it is to be speaking to you today in our very first ever MFI virtual conference. Um, I missed being together. Oh my goodness, have I missed being with you at our A2 conversations this spring, and then again missing our annual MFI conference in October. I think one of the things that we've learned in the midst of this is how important presence is. There is nothing like being in a room together with your friends and your family. So I hope you're all doing well. Aren't you just so thankful to Pastor Frank and his apostolic team for even putting this virtual conference together? I hope you're able to join with some of your church family in your individual locations and really just have a beautiful time as we enter into his word and kind of talk about some of the things, some of the crazies that's been going on. I did want to start out with that and just acknowledge uh, some of the painful things that have happened in our MFI family. Um, just a few weeks ago, my husband and I were, uh, we had finished our Sunday gatherings and we'd gone to a birthday party. Um, and then I started to get these emails that I couldn't even comprehend like a lot of what's been going on in 2020. Um, and one of the emails said that Pastor Danny Bonilla had passed away. And then not too soon after that same night, an email that Pastor Carlos had passed away. So I just want to acknowledge to our MFI family some of the things we've been through. Our hearts go out even to Sheila Stutzman who lost her husband two months ago, Pastor Rodney Stutzman in Grandview, Washington. Your MFI family loves you. We are praying for you. We're believing with you. Um, and we want to acknowledge some of the painful things that have happened during this season. I was thinking back to even in March um, when kind of the global pandemic was at the beginning, we had a horrendous murder. One of our leaders uh, in a small town uh, shot in the back just did not make sense. A lot of what's been going on. So our hearts are with you. And I just want to acknowledge even some of you who have had weddings during this year and, and tried to have funerals with not being able to have too many people there. People that uh, graduated high school and college who have not been able to have ceremonies. Um, I think it's important to talk about the hard things. It doesn't mean that you don't have faith. It doesn't even mean that you have fear talking about the things going on. But I think, you know, as the Bible tells us, we cast our cares on the Lord. And so it's okay to just put your things on the table, some of your disappointments, some of the trauma and pain that you've been through. And then we just kind of integrate God's word and what we know to be true in the midst of that. And that's what we're all doing. I can just see so much resiliency happening in the body of Christ, um, how we've come together and had church, however that looks. And I just want to commend you for that. And I'm so thankful and grateful to be in your numbers. Um, as I was thinking about what this process has been for me in 2020, um, I remember when Idaho went into shelter in place. I know some of our California, especially Bay Area people that have been in shelter in place much longer, been through so much more than we have. But it was like a 9-11 moment for me when we went into shelter in place on March 25th. I remember the day. I remember the day of the week. It was a Wednesday. I was in noon prayer and I kept thinking to myself, what does this mean? And I don't think any of us knew completely what it meant. I mean, it did mean we needed to stay in our homes um, and that we wouldn't have access to things that we normally could go about doing anything we wanted. But this whole idea of shelter in place began to just uh, move in my heart. Like, what does that mean? What is that going to look like? And honestly, I soon found out because one of the things we had to do for the first time 
in the history of forever for me, um, we could not have live church services. Um, and so our team, we have such a strong, awesome team at Heart of the City Church. We got together. We came into the sanctuary on, I'm telling you, a skeleton crew because we couldn't have a ton of people in the same room at the same time. Um, the, the sanctuary was dark because we're getting ready to film. And there was a pervasive smell of antibacterial hand sanitizer that I think is on all of our nostrils, maybe permanently. I don't know if that smell will ever get out of our nostrils, but the sanctuary just reeked of it. I'm with my friends, I'm with family, and we don't know how close can we get to one another. We're scattered around the sanctuary, strangest out-of-body feeling you can imagine. And we have just our skeleton crew. We have people that are working the cameras. We have people at sound. We have a few people for worship. Someone was there to preach, and I was there to do the intro and MC. And so I'm getting ready to get up on the platform and I got this bright light. I don't know if I'd ever been in that type. I felt like almost like a newscaster where the light's just hitting my face. Praise the Lord, I had a teleprompter that could kind of help me with words. But in that moment, nothing was helping. I hadn't slept good the night before. I'm tossing and turning with the unknowns. And so I'm up there and I'm looking at the words and I just cannot pull it together. I start the intro and I just can't do it. And so every time I have to do a take, the worship team has to start over and the camera people have to start over. And I'm like, I need to pull it together for the team here. I should be able to do this. Take two. Take three. Okay, now I'm sweating. I'm like, honestly, I don't think I'm going to be able to do this today. So I start looking around for my help. Like, who can help me? Who can do this? And the sound people are back, the sound booth, camera person, worship team, and the person that's going to preach. There was nobody that was going to help me. I needed to do this. And it was in that moment that I experienced God in a new way. I'm telling you guys, you can be saved for a very long time and yet get to know God in a new way as your desperation takes on new measures. And in that moment, I am dry mouth, dry eyes, can't do this. And all of a sudden realizing I need to do this and God drawing near in that moment, I had like a Psalm 91 moment. I had an encounter with God in that moment. The, the beginning of Psalm 91, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And, and, and I was abiding. I was in his secret place and he just kind of enveloped me. He kind of sheltered me in that moment and I was able to get through the intro and actually do the MC because I tried to get out of that too later. Like, I can't do this. I did so bad at intro. I'm not MCing. But God met me and he just began to minister to me out of this new place um, and really help me in building resiliency for the months that we're going to ensue. And I'm sure you have your own story and I hope you enter into your own story while you're listening to mine of how God has met you throughout this new challenge that we've all found ourselves in. And so I'm working on this resiliency. I'm getting to know God in a new way and something new springs on me on September 2nd. I'm diagnosed with COVID. Just the test is like a sci-fi movie. For, for those of you who are in my number who have had the test, which is probably a lot of people, and I'm leaning back and I have like this astronaut space creature coming towards me with this, looks like a straw in her hands, and I'm leaning back and she sends that straw up my nostril. I'm, I'm serious, it was tickling my eyeballs. I felt like my brain had been punctured. It was the strangest feeling. And what was more strange was getting the results. I kept checking the portal, the health portal, like, do I have it? Do I not? And sure enough, I had, I had COVID. I just had a slight headache. I had some congestion. But boy, when that loss of taste and smell hit, it was like, boom, I knew I had it. And so I'm in a quarantine now, right? I'm not just sheltering a place now. I am quarantined. I cannot leave my house. Well, guess who's quarantining with me? 
my husband, Jonathan. And those of you who know Jonathan, he is a germaphobe to the max. I, I was actually just laughing with Pastor Bob McGregor or with him not too long ago. And I was letting him know how many paper towel rolls we go through in my home like lots and lots of paper towel rolls. So I've got my germaphobe husband who is staying way far away from me. He doesn't want to be in the same room with me. I don't think he wants to breathe the same air I'm breathing, but praise the Lord, God's mercies. He didn't have it. He tested negative. And so we sent him into the woods. He went hunting for a few days and I quarantined by myself. Uh, that is a very strange feeling to be isolated and alone. Even when I would take the dog for a walk, I just kind of wanted to clarify with the neighbors, like, don't get near me. I have the plague. Um, so it was very strange, but it was during those days when I was all by myself with COVID and, and all the fear that goes along with COVID. Let's be real. Um, there are people that are not surviving COVID. It's a very real thing. I think we need to be sensitive to each other in the midst of this, of everybody else's story. Not everybody has the same story. It doesn't mean that you're walking in fear if you have concerns about COVID. And so I have some concerns. I have some checks, but I am also have this new presence of God that has drawn so close to me. And, I'm, and I'm, I'm really sensing him causing me to be able to shelter in place. And for those of you who are note takers and like titles, the title of this message is actually Shelter in Place. And it was my experience of God teaching me to know how to shelter in place no matter where I was at, no matter what my circumstance was, no matter where my, my fears were and my concerns, that God was sheltering me in his place. And the word of God just began to explode to me. Come on, we read the Bible all these years. I've been reading it, well, I was Catholic when I was young, so I've been reading it for years and years and years. And yet I have an experience with God or I have a new need of God and the word of God comes alive to me. And I just wanted to share some of those scriptures that just began to explode for me. And one of them was in Psalm 27, 5. It says, for he will conceal me, get this, in his shelter. In the day of adversity, he will hide me under the cover of his tent. He will set me high on a rock. And I'm like, no way. Shelter is in the Bible. Now I've read it a million times, but he is really speaking to me about him being my shelter in any place that I'm in. And I can't believe that Psalm 27, five says this. Another one, Psalm 31, 20, you hide them in the protection of your presence and you conceal them in the shelter from the schemes of men. Another translation says, from the quarrelsome tongues. Anybody? Leaders? Anybody dealt with quarrelsome tongues over this time? That's kind of what happens when adversity hits, when trouble hits. We find out what's inside of everybody. Like all the residue comes out. And it's either you cling on to God and his word, and you have compassion and care for the people around you, or you start to defense mechanisms start coming up and you start trying to control things and, and rights start to become this big deal. And how many of us pastors have dealt with that with a myriad, a multitude of people that we're trying to pastor that are all in different places. And it's really like not one thing is right and wrong. It's humanity. I think Jesus is so compassionate of our humanity. I think in God and his wisdom had Jesus come and walk the earth so Jesus could feel what we feel on the daily for the things that we're faced with. And so I just... My heart goes out to you. I hope you can sense that uh, through this video. My heart just goes out to you as leaders of what you have dealt with and, and the things and the people that you're trying to pastor and the words that you're trying to bring that kind of bring this unity and understanding for a variety of people. God is with you. 
He wants to shelter you in place. And I'm not talking about what I wanted to do, which is not get up in the morning, put the covers over my head, maybe hide in my office, maybe not go into situations where I knew there was going to be contention. But I feel like God is really encouraging us as leaders to go into those situations. Come on, what did he say to Joshua? There's a reason why he said to Joshua, everywhere the sole of your feet treads, I'll give it to you. It wasn't, if you stand in this place, I'll protect you. It was go out into it and I'm gonna give you the land and I'm gonna give you the favor. And by the way, I'm gonna shelter you in every place that you go into, but go walk into it and be that voice for God, for what God wants to do. Come on, Matthew 6 tells us uh, on earth as it is in heaven and it's us who brings heaven to earth. In fact, look at this scripture in, in Isaiah 51, 16. This just kind of, resonated me in a new way during this season. God says to us in Isaiah 51, 16, I have put my words in your mouth and covered you in the shadow of my hand in order to plant the heavens and to found the earth and to say to Zion, you are my people. Friends, God's words are in your mouth. And it's not just for weekend sermons for the pulpit. I think now more than ever, our words, God's words in our mouth, going out into the community, going out into the hard places and the divisiveness in the quarrelsome tongues and being God's voice of peace, God's voice of understanding, of wisdom and truth built on relationship, built on connection because we care, because we know that we have the answers inside of us because the Holy Spirit lives inside of us for such a time as this. God has put words in your mouth that he wants you to not only plant the heavens, but found the earth. And that word found means to establish, to begin the building process, to lay the foundation. And now more than ever, I believe that God wants us to speak his word to lay the foundation. Come on, you can see it happening on the earth. God is reestablishing some things on the earth. He is making a way. He is shifting and shaking some things that is allowing God's, his word to be reestablished as the foundation of the earth. And you know how he's gonna do that? He's gonna do it through us. He's gonna do it through us because we're not gonna shrink back in this hour. And by the way, we're not also gonna speak our own opinion and arguments and, and, and cause more of a problem with what's going on. It's gonna be his words that he's embedded deep in our heart. Come on, we have his DNA in us. We've studied the word of God. We know the word of God. It's running in ourselves and coming through our mouth. And in this hour that's needed more than ever is just the perspective of heaven. I'll even go far as far as to say, the language of heaven is inside of you. And that language brings unity. It brings reconciliation. It brings restoration. You, how God has created you, the word of God, how it's gonna flow through you, through even your narrative and your story. It comes from you in such a way, wherever God has placed you, he's given you that land and he's put a word inside of your heart. He's implanted a word in your heart that's the answer for what's going on. That's what God has. I can't believe how much it's threaded in the word. I wanted to read this also. My very favorite chapter in the Bible, Isaiah 49. And it just hit me in a new way when I began to think about God sending us out into all the troubled spots and sheltering us, but that he wants us to speak his word. Isaiah 49.2 says, He made my words like a sharp sword and he hid me in the shadow of his hand. 
He made me like a sharpened arrow and he hid me in his quiver. You see this? You see this concept that you have words that are so powerful and so profound and need to be spoken right now. You have the answers inside of you. And as you go, God's going to shelter you in place no matter where you are. And I, I feel for you, even in my personal life, I've had some heartbreaking things happen with very dear friends, even family members, because there's just contention and dissension and just wind swirling everywhere. But it is not a day for us to shrink back. It is a day for us to go out in the midst of it and speak God's word. Let him protect you. We don't have to self-protect because God, come on, Zechariah 2.5 says, God's wall of fire is round about you and his glory is in your midst. He loves you. He's called you. He has a word inside of you. And I want to pray for you in closing. God, I just lift up my friends and family of MFI, God. And I just, I just sense now more than ever, oh, just welling up inside of me. And Isaiah 22, 22, that you are open these wide doors of opportunity for us, God, that no man can shut and doors that no man can open unless you, God, open them. And, and Father, I just pray for my friends right now, God, that they would walk into these doors of opportunity, God, with great boldness and the fire, the Jeremiah fire that you put in their heart. And they would speak these words, God, that are gonna be the answers. I just see right now, I just sense God's anointing. Just receive it with me. Close your eyes and receive it with, there's an anointing. God is placing an anointing on you right now to be the answer. He's gonna open doors in the area of media, arts and entertainment, education, business, um, influence in church leadership and families and all these in government. And God has put his words in your mouth. He's planting the heavens. He's laying the foundations of the earth with the words that he's put inside of you. Speak them. Speak God's words. God bless you. MFI family, I love you. I can't wait to see you in person soon.